Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Dish Sound Style. Aria is off this weekend, so I have got Michael, Dylan, and Nick with me. Say hello, everybody. Hey, y'all. Hey, hey. Hey, y'all. All right, so we have quite a long list of news, so we are going to just jump right in. And first things first, Peter Reckel has forgotten all of his media training and confirmed in an interview we will see Ghost Bo in Salem before Beyond Salem and that Bo and Hope's history in New Orleans is going to tie into the main story of Beyond Salem and that Beyond Salem will give us one hell of a cliffhanger. Nah, he just went to the Peggy school, Peggy McKay school of media training because you know she used to let it slip like that too. So... Uh, at least he's giving us something that's better than what Christian Alfonso has been giving us. Thank you, Peter, for, all, nothing. for all of these wonderful tidbits. Because I, when he said, when he said, I came back as a ghost to help my family, but I don't think it's aired yet. I completely <laughs> lost my shit. Like I went spastic all over Twitter. I broke my no tweet, no tweeting during work rule in order to get this out, because I was like, are you kidding me? This is amazing. What did you guys think? It's funny, because I had just, like, said. (laughs) I had just (laughs) joked. I had just joked. Like, y'all, everybody's getting really excited about Bo being back, but, like, what if he's still dead? (laughs) They haven't said he's alive. They just said he's coming back. What if he's a ghost? They pulled that (laughs) shit with Jack. And Jennifer's after what was it, pill addiction? Pill addiction, yeah. Yeah. Like I did not think that he was going to actually be a ghost, mind you. But like, yeah, ghost bow. Let's let's but we get ghost bow on the main show before Beyond Salem. And knowing that Bowen Hope's history in New Orleans is tying into the main story of Beyond Salem, I'm even more sure that we're running back three prisons. Because they were chasing after the prisons in New Orleans. And if we're running back three prisons, Bo could be alive and we could be curing his brain tumor. I'll allow it. curious to see how it all goes down. I wonder if the cliffhanger they're talking about is like going to be set up for another installment of Beyond Salem or if it's going to be something that transitions over to the main show. Yeah, I'm very curious. And hopefully if they're giving us a cliffhanger of sorts and they're going to be able to resolve it and either what and we're going to either get another chapter or pick it up on the main show hopefully they're able to kind of make the timelines match up a little bit better than they did chapter one because the timeline on the main show was a mess to fit in with beyond salem hopefully they had a little bit more time and they kind of picked a time frame where they could kind of easily slide it in and pick it up if that makes sense yeah um, I don't have much to say on this, mainly because I, I'm keeping my expectations very, 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 very low, so I can be excited when I watch. So, tune in for the Beyond Salem Two podcast. <laughs> all right, and meanwhile, I will have the I will have enough excitement for all of us. Don't you worry. Moving on to item number two, William Christian exits as TR next week when Lonnie kills him. Y'all, I did not necessarily see this coming. I knew TR was going to die. Did not expect Lonnie to be the one to kill him. I hate that he's dying. I don't like that he's dying. 
he I would prefer he be going to prison or he go on the run and we don't see him for six months to a year. He don't need to die. I disagree. Well, I'm, I'm very cautious about this story. The, uh, there's some bad optics already. And uh, this can um, go way left. I don't know that I'm seeing what you're seeing. Fill me in. <sighs> okay. Um, it's kind of like Nick pointed out in the tweet that he put up yesterday. It is ironic that you have two characters, both of whom are domestic abusers, both of whom are, you know, pretty much villains. One of those characters is being written in such a way that it's almost seeming redeemable. He's getting a romance. He's getting interaction with his family. He's getting entrenched into the canvas. The other character you're killing off, the character ah. you're going through all these flaming hoops to make viable, just happens to have the complexion for protection. The character you're completely discarding does not. Yeah. And then okay, you're good. <laughs> then not only are you doing that, you're having him killed in such a way you're, you're having a unarmed, from what we've seen, he looked unarmed. So now you're having another unarmed black man shot to death by a cop. And they're not going to come out and tell the truth about the circumstances surrounding his death. Oh, I didn't even touch on that, mainly because I thought that he was like about to swing on Paulina when she came in the room. Like, I'm just saying, I am sure the performances will be great. Every, I'm, I'm sure. Everyone's going to have their, I'm sure they're going to bring their A game. I'm sure the performances will be solid. I'm sure that'll be fine. I just have some concerns about how this is going to play out because it already looks funny in the light. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally didn't think about that, but you're, you're not wrong. Michael, do you have any thoughts on this? The pacing of this story has taken my investment out of it. Too slow or too fast? Too slow. I wouldn't say too slow. It's too fast, but it's fast and we're not seeing it enough. Yeah. It, yeah. Like it seems like it pops up or it ramps up every sweeps. We don't get the day-to-day mundane. It, it pops in. It pops in one episode maybe two episodes a week and it's going rapid fire and i i really feel like we put so much emphasis on what paulina did to protect lonnie what tr did to paulina and all that history i just feel like we got that long build up for that just to get this fast-paced story that's only shown twice a a week it just isn't doing service for me so i've just kind of just tuned out and checked out and i hate that because i'm really enjoying the actors and actresses in it i'm also enjoying the characters which is rare because i barely like eli lonnie half the time but my investment has i'm checked out it is no fault of the story per se it's no fault of the characters it's no fault of the actors and actresses in it 
the pacing has just taken me completely out of it. It's very much like Liz and McBain over there on GH. When you show it once a week, well, that, that's moving slow as hell. But you get the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. And it's funny. Dylan said something in one of our other episodes that I was just listening to um, over the last week while I was working. And we, we were talking about it in context to Chad and Abigail at the time. And we were, you know, Dylan was saying that Ron doesn't like to do the like he loves to do the breakdown but he doesn't necessarily love to build you back up and it it looks like in this in this case it's almost the reverse like he loved doing the build up here but he's he's kind of going through the breakdown at warp speed one of my one of one of the things i've noticed with the with the black characters on days specifically since ron has taken over is that a lot of their story is mostly concentrated for sweeps or like one major event. And then we barely see them after that. Like when, yeah. uh, when the, uh, what's it called? When the wedding happened, they all disappeared. Then TR was introduced in February. Eli got shot in March. They all disappeared. And now it's May, the end of it's, uh, yeah, it's May. And, TR is about to die. We're going to get whatever we're going to get. They're likely going to disappear again. Like we don't get the day to day grind of whatever it is these characters are going through and watching them deal with it. And it makes you check out like we're being quite honest, honest here. I well, we'll get to this later. We'll get to this later. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, because now, yeah, now it's kind of going into what aired this week, which we'll definitely talk about later. This is going to be a throw tomatoes at the Maverick episode, y'all. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm yeah. in advance. All right. Well, I got myself warned. Anyway, I think we can move on to our next item on the list. Abigail Klein has been cast as Stephanie Johnson. She will be seen on both Beyond Salem uh, this summer, and then she will be a series regular on the show this fall. Hello, Chad's New Romance. I'm optimistic. Um, Me too. It makes sense if the killing one Johnson grandchild might as well bring on the other. Uh, <laughs> <just> <laughs> Listen, Stephen Kayla, we, we've, we've said it multiple times through this podcast. Stephen Kayla, if they're going to be around, they need something we, to do. Four of us and you hate it, we know. <laughs> multiple people on this podcast excluded yeah. Michael. Happy okay, now? thank you. Yes. <laughs> Because I said bring back blanket. I didn't say this. I, <laughs> I said am, blanket, not wet blanket. <laughs> I too. I am looking forward to um, Stephanie coming back. Because I think when I started watching, it was when Shelly Hennick was on the way out. And so you started in, yeah, because she left in like early 2011. Yeah. Because like her, her and Nathan busted up and then she was gone like two weeks later. Yeah. Then, so I'm happy to, I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see. Stephen Kayla with one of their kids. I'm excited to see her dynamic with Trip because I don't think they've actually met. I don't think, yeah, I don't think they've met on screen yet. So that should be interesting. Is she going to hate his guts? That would be fun. But yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm excited too. I'm interested to see um, what the character is like now. I love that she's going to be involved in Beyond Salem, like introducing a character on Beyond Salem and then bringing them over to the main show worked wonders with Sonny. 
So I'm hoping yeah. I'm hoping we have the same effect here with Stephanie. And remember, Michael, you were not as happy with Sonny before the recast. I'm still on that. Well, you're just bitter because you can't hate him anymore. That's what that is. You're bitter because you actually like him now and you don't want to like him. But they're making you like him because the recast worked. And hopefully we have the same thing happen here. It's just going against Stephanie. my political views. I don't like this. <laughs> And last but not least, wait, Dylan, did you get a chance to say what you oh, thought? Yeah, I was just going to say that like, I'm excited to have her back. I hope they have a solid plan for the character. Yeah. And I also hope that like people give the actress a chance to like find her group. Stephanie's literally been gone for a decade because I don't count the pop-up for the wedding like when Shelly came back for a drive-by, but like literally the character of Stephanie has been off the main canvas for a decade. It's the perfect time to revamp and retool the character and bring her home. Yeah. And last but not least, the daytime Emmy nominations were announced and we actually did really, really well, better than I expected us to do. Eric Marstoff, James Reynolds, Ari Zucker, Marcy Miller, Stacey Hajduk, and Lindsay Arnold were all nominated for acting and both Days and Beyond Salem's Beyond Salem were nominated for all of the show categories. So Days and Be- Beyond Salem is nominated in show, writing, and directing, along with Days and the other soaps. And I gotta say, the other soaps because I didn't feel like listing all of them. Put some anyway. respect on the Y and R, please. But anyways, um. I'm not going to comment on Marcy Miller because I have too many dogs in this fight, but she deserves just like so many in that ca- That category is a lot. Lead actress and younger always performer stacked. are the most stacked categories. And yeah. like, I'm just proud of the day's representation this year because normally we maybe get one or two acting nods. We are literally represented in every single act ca- acting category except one. Well, we'll see. I, are we taking bets for this year? Yes. Oh, uh, man. See, I always get my bets. <laughs> I mean, look, look look, at the material. I said, Jackie, come and get this wood. Katie McClain. <laughs> and I said, Jessica Chastain for the Oscar. Look at us now. It's, yeah, it's good. It's, That's why I'm really- like. I'm not even going to put a stamp on lead actress because La Watros versus Marcy Miller is a lot. And then we got Ari Zucker in the mix too. Yeah. And for me, I think for me, it could either go to Marcy. Oh, and the lady who played Carly. It's it's stacked. And we got Michelle Morgan's in there too from Young and the Restless. What does she do? If you've been watching. Okay. Hold, 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 Hold on. Don't do this. Don't do this. It's a reason why I haven't watched the white. Don't open the door and she would have it. Oh, <laughs> wait, well, when you were watching this, her story was airing. So yeah. <laughs> oh, are you trying to so you didn't watch those scenes with her and Portia's story when they were doing the, the back and forth with Amanda and Naya 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. Now that makes sense. I thought we were talking this year because I haven't seen her every time I no, peek. No, the, the submissions for the daytime both, Emmys yeah, are January both, of their, both of their nominations are very well deserved. Okay, I get confused on the cutoff. So, Tony, talk to the award show afflicted people. When is the cutoff? <laughs> the- January to December 2021. Okay. See, so I thought anything we from last year. Okay. See, I I don't know when the cutoff is. It could have been March of this year. Yeah. So it's January to December 2021, which means like and I look at all of the days nominations specifically because I haven't looked too far in to see who submitted what from Young and the Restless Bold or GH. But as far as the day submissions go, like I look at who got nominated and what their reels potentially could be. And I understand why every nomination is there. Yeah, nothing to play me like after that story ended. They didn't slide Amanda to the back of the bus. And we know why. Yeah, yeah. But still, that's what I was saying. <laughs> that's why I asked, what has she been doing? She been in the back of the bus. But yeah, she bodied Michelle Morgan. That was an amazing that. story. See, that's a, ooh, that's a tough category. That. And I'm just glad that they gave her her flowers and actually nominated her in lead where she this belongs. Time because yes. the first year she got shut out, the second year they put her in supporting. Well, she put herself in supporting. Like she, that's like. Probably because she got shut out the first year. <laughs> yeah. And now they, they, they finally put her in lead. And I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that um, Ari Zucker got nominated too. Yeah, I am and, too. And side note, seeing Greg Vaughn promoting all of the day's nominations on his Instagram is making me so happy. Oh, and a little piece of um, news we picked up from an interview that Eric Markstuff did after his Emmy nomination. Uh, he was actually in his dressing room with Greg Vaughn when he found out about the nomination. So Greg Vaughn is still on set filming. That is good for us. It, it is, good. but I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. It's too good to be true right now. I'm just giving you all of the things as I find them out. But, and also that younger performer category, Lindsay Arnold stacked enough, child. But that category, ooh, we. Anybody in that category is fighting for their life because it's yeah, a right? dog fight over there. Yo. I, hope, I hope that Lindsay submitted um, the hypnosis scenes with Marlena. The Emmys this year is giving the Emmys of old. I like that. And then Eric and Stacy both submitted the same scenes, which is the Briston breakup scenes in the prison or in the in the interrogation room, which were so good. Really good. And I said it was I said it was Emmy material for both of them when um, the scenes aired because it was after it was after Brady's car accident and after um, Kristen turned herself in and. Brady went to the interrogation room and he broke things off and he said, I can't, I don't want to be loved the way that you love me. It's too toxic and it hurts too much. And they were both so good. And that's literally the only, the only thing he put on his reel. Because well, that's Emmy all reels that was be, needed, to be honest. Right. <laughs> well, these Emmy reels could be up to 15 minutes long and contain as many episodes as you wanted, as long as the episodes aired within the um, time, frame. time frame. But, but he only chose those scenes because they were that strong and the only thing i can see realistically beating him is james reynolds if james submitted the abe episode yeah james had a lot of good stuff last year too on top of the abe episode 
the blow up with Paulina at the wedding. Uh, there was something earlier in the summer, but I can't remember exactly what it was. Fiesta? Mm, oh, well, those things were really good, too. I forgot about those. Um, but I wasn't even talking about those. I'm trying to remember. But yeah, James Reynolds, all he has to do is speak. Or are you, talk, or are you talking about when, when he found out about Paulina's betrayal in the Horton Town Square? Yes, that's what I was talking about. So yeah, both of those were really good. Um, all James Reynolds really have to do is get the script and he'll make it do what it do. And also, I, I, I'm honestly kind of curious to, to know what Peter Bergman and Jason Thompson submitted. Yeah, they were not like, part of them. Like, I, I get it, y'all. We complain a lot about YNR, but they have gone to the school of Guza in a way because with those standalone episodes, they know they have figured out how to highlight a performer and give them a lot of material and put them in their best light. So they had Abby bouncing around like I dream of Janie. <laughs> yeah, like the te- okay, like the teleportation thing was not that that as a plot device was not great. But if you actually watched that episode, the material that they gave Melissa Ordway to play, yeah, yeah, they they have figured out how to position their people to have really, really, really great reels, and I think that both Jack. And I Please. think both Jack and Billy <laughs> had standalone episodes last year. Yes. So, yeah, I think they did. Yeah. I will say this. The problem isn't that Melissa Orway can't act. She can do a little yang 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 around the house. It's the fact that she ain't got no chemistry with nobody. <laughs> Listen. And and that's part of the job. Every man they done threw at you and got, you ain't got no chemistry. Now, if you didn't have to ask at your job, what's the leading factor at the end of that? Now ain't gonna get rid of she win this damn Emmy though. Yeah, Let's move on. Can... It wasn't get rid of her anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Before we move on to our stories, um, I have I have two other Emmy-related questions I want to ask. One, do you think that Eric and Stacy submitting the same reel though in different categories will help or hurt them? Hurt. Mm, I think it might help one. Hurt People don't other. like watching the same thing twice. Yeah, I think it might help one and hurt the other. Yeah. Yeah. Because isn't that what happened with um, Ari and Allie? The year that they were both yeah, nominated Allie and Ari. Yeah, because Allie, Allie submitted. I think that's why Allie didn't get the nomination because she and Ari submitted the same season. The the nomination went to Ari. And then my other question is, how do we feel about Beyond Salem in contention for all of the drama awards? I think it's cool. I'm just confused. It's so cool. I love it. Like, I'm not even at the front. I am rooting for a Salem sweep of the awards. I want us taking everything. But I think it's really kind of cool that they are allowing Beyond Salem to be part of the daytime Emmys because it's an offshoot of days. Like, that's really cool. And I'll be very interested to see um, how they perform. The one other thing I will say before we transition on is Deidre Hall and Bill Hayes were robbed. 
I knew they were going to be, but I still. That's a strong statement. Overlooked? Absolutely. Robbed? That would mean you purchased it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll go with overlooked, but yeah, they definitely should have, they definitely should, Bill should have at least been our our rep our representation i think in the supporting actor um category if he didn't want to go for lead and deidre although i don't know where you would put her because lead actress is already so strong but i just wow i was i was both surprised but not surprised not to see the nominated because i wanted to be wrong but having said that we can now move into our story discussion into our headlines. And the first one is Craig and Leo talk and Craig decides to leave town, but not before making things right with Chloe and Nancy. Craig's a fucking dumbass. I hate him. Even What pissed me off, I liked these scenes. I liked all of the scenes. I liked the scenes with Nancy. I liked the scenes with Leo. We did all this shit for nothing. Yeah, for nothing. that's how I'm feeling. Huge waste of our time. Big ass waste of my time. I'm over. Because I now I really I could be invested if they wanted to tell a love story with Craig and Leo. Now it's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 so random as fuck. Like, what was the point of this? Because I mean, if the point was to just like reintroduce Leo, Leo to the canvas, there's so many other ways y'all could have did this. This was it, such a random and like people are already mad at him for the jewel high shit. Just use that. Like, <laughs> why do we? Yeah, why like do we this, have them do this? This was a lot, and I just great gowns, right? <laughs> Beautiful gowns, but this shit was. Oh, the story was so dumb, and it, it all amounted to nothing because he's just going to go ahead and leave town. Like, I loved his goodbye with Chloe, and I actually did enjoy the Craig and Leo scenes, but it I left me too. cold. It left me cold because everything they talked about, I wanted to have seen. I said it on Twitter when the episode was airing, the biggest miss this story had, and there were many, but one of the <laughs> biggest ones. Is starting in the middle seen, of it. Starting in the middle of it. We should have yeah. seen all of this. Yep. We should be invested. We should care. And we don't. And it's just sad that all of our time was wasted for what? And they, they pulled me in in those scenes. I was like, damn. I could have cared if the show gave a shit. Cause like, cause I even said to my mom when we were watching, like, this is this, this is the this is a Leo I could root for, like showing the vulnerability, and I could have actually understood why Craig and Leo got together, but it was all just a bunch of nothing. Pi- it was all just a big pile of yeah. suck. I just why why did this happen? Well, let's move on. Yes, let's move on to the other wedding fallout, which I think we might be going to war over this. Abby tells Jen what Gwen said at the wedding while Jack is visiting Gwen and all three beg for the truth about Laura. All I have to say is Emily O'Brien is a bad bitch. She really is. She can act her ass off. It's insane. It's it's ridiculous. Also, Gwen is now in her unapologetic villain era, and I'm kind of here for it. I'm not even going to lie. I still hate her and want her dead, but at least she's not crying 
about being a bad guy anymore. Like yeah. the way, yeah, the way the way she was with Abigail when she's like, "I'm never going to tell you because I know how tortured you are right now," and the glee she had. <laughs> that is a villain I can enjoy watching again. No hands were thrown. I'm not understanding. I'm not getting it at all. Jack you know? came very close. Okay. Very, I felt very, bad. Very I felt so bad for Jack because no, he, no, he, he's stupid. He's stupid, but I felt bad. <laughs> You're not smart. <laughs> I felt bad that he feels so much. He felt so much guilt around her behavior. I'm like, you didn't raise her, and you didn't know about that's, her. This wasn't that's your the fault. Point. That, but that that's where his guilt stems from because he thinks if he did know and if he did try, she wouldn't have turned out this way. And, and, like, and that made me feel bad for him. Like, because she's, and it plays she's into 30. His history. It also plays <laughs> into his history, though. Yeah. Because, like, if you watched his kind of redemption arc, Joe was in the same position that he was. Yep. Because... Jack was I mean the only thing that Gwen's done that he hasn't is catch a body because he was terrible would you has Gwen raped anybody not that we know of like he was one may say Chad but I call him mulligan yeah that's why I didn't say anything like that 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 whole situation was (laughs) That was that was murky and muddy, and I'm not I'm not stepping into those waters. Yeah, she said no like three times. (laughs) That that whole situation. And then was like, okay, you talked me into it. (laughs) Meanwhile, he's slurring and snotting and that that whole situation was a mess. But like he was he Jack is in the position that his mother was in with him. Yeah, because and, Joe and, forgave and forgave and forgave, and Jack was an absolute monster at that time, and a monster to them because she yeah. even forgave him for bringing Duke's lookalike to town. Yep. Jesus Christ! Like I, I get, I Jack's point of view makes the most sense to me just because I, I know his history. And oh, now we gotta like it. And now that they're finally addressing it, because the thing is, we knew because we know the character, but they never addressed it as he was making these choices, which was frustrating as fuck. But now... I think that's why I enjoyed it it so much, because he he literally said, I forgave and forgave and forgave, and you still did this. And she was still lying, because there was that moment where she said something like, not murder. Yeah, like where she hinted that she was going away for murder, and she covered it up. Yeah, he was like, "What the? What are you talking about?" <laughs> and, and she covered, and and he was still there, and he was still trying to be a father to her, and he didn't even want to be. Jennifer was pushing him to do this because she knows him well enough to know that he cannot just walk away. And he went up against his better judgment, and he showed up for her, and she still managed to lie. And the one thing too. I love the way he played finding out what she said about Laura. Because when Abigail re-said that line and she got to the bitch part, it literally looked like somebody knocked the wind out of Jack's sails. And in that moment, I almost... He wasn't even the Jack that played Jack and Laura, 
but in that moment you could almost kind of feel the the history that Jack and Laura yes. had in that moment. Yes. <laughs> yes. I felt it. <laughs> Love that for me. And when I was watching that scene, I, I immediately thought of you and was like, Michael's going to love this. Do we think Gwen is lying now? Or <laughs> she was like, like I, don't, I don't know. I don't oh, know. She definitely was lying. I was she, she lying now or was she lying before? I think she was she's lying, lying when she was, she was lying when she was telling. Well, she, I think she was lying before. I real deal think she murdered Laura on purpose because why would you even bring that up to Jack? If Jack didn't even know, you know what I mean? Because she she brought it up because she knew she said it to Abigail and she was waiting for Abigail to do what she did. If that she was, was waiting, Jack would have started with that. But but, yeah. but he didn't know yet. But Gwen didn't know that he didn't know. That's the thing. Yeah, that's what's Gwen throwing me he, off. Like, did she know that he didn't know yet? And she it, felt no. that she felt that guilty that she felt the need to bring it up. And so she's telling the truth that she really killed Laura or no, I think she was expecting Abigail to tell to tell them immediately. So she was waiting for the other shoe to drop because she almost looked shocked when she had to cover the murder comment because he she expected him to already know because she expected Abigail to say something immediately. So she knew it was coming and she was waiting for the other shoe, shoe to drop because she knew what she said to Abigail and she knew what Abigail would do with it. She was just expecting her to do it sooner than she did. I think she was lying when she said it to Abigail. I think she said it to Abigail specifically to hurt her because Gwen knows that Laura is one of Abigail's trigger points. Yeah, what, I think what, I, I think that she's responsible for Laura's death. I don't think that the story that she told about Laura losing her balance and falling was the truth. I think that she did push her. I don't think that she pushed her with the intent of killing her, but I think that that's what happened. And she panicked and she came up with the cover story. Murder. But I'm very But I also think that she knows that they can't prove it. Yeah, there's that too. And I'm also very curious just in general to see where Gwen's character goes from here. Because I could actually be invested in the character now despite all the shit that she did if they play this right. And that's the key. Does anybody else have anything to add before we move on to our next story point? Electric chair. <laughs> well, that, that's a forever mood for you, sir. Johnny is free and reconnects with Chanel as Ben enlists the help of Susan and Jake to find Sierra and Allie. I loved the Johnny and Chanel stuff. Same. Well, yeah, it was good. Hello. I hey, I never, I never, I never, I never not liked them. It was just a, I forgot how much I did like them because he's not been himself for six months. They're doing a lot of heavy lifting on the back end of this when they should. Yep, and that's been the problem. But I'm enjoying it a lot. That's Ron's problem across the board, though, and that's been his problem for years. But having Johnny tell Chanel everything and like Chanel just kind of take it, but Chanel being like, I'm, I'm like, I don't know what to, I don't know what to do with this. Like this wasn't you. And then finding it, you know, and then finding out that it was Allie and just everything. And then I like the fact that all of the, like all of the stuff that happened, like Chanel and Allie, Chanel and Trip, 
all of the stuff is out in the open. So now it's going to be a matter of, can we pick up where we left off or is there too much damage because I've moved on? Because who's moved on? Chanel. I don't think like, she has. I, I think she. Either. I think she really likes Allie, and I think she has feelings for Allie. I don't think she's moved on. But Allie waited too long. I, th- so I think she's going to be very torn between. Yeah, yeah, I can see her being torn, but she's always. She never. Uh, now I sound like Liam on the Bold and the Beautiful, but <laughs> <laughs> but there was never a point where she didn't have feelings for Allie. Yeah, I don't think she's. Oh. Moved, I, don't, I just don't think she's moved on from Johnny. I just think it's just gotten a bit messier because of how both of both situations ended yeah yeah the question is now like there's no secrets anymore so the question is can they can they pick up where they left it, off it's gonna have they... to be go, go ahead. ahead no go ahead it's gonna have to be chanel who exercises the devil it, it has to because she has to i don't know what it is but the devil just likes torturing chanel <laughs> yeah, the devil he has, put, like, has not taken his foot, w- regardless of whatever body he was in, <laughs> off of her neck. Honestly, because he made he made Chanel his mouthpiece at the wedding. Then yep. he busted up Johnny and Chanel. Then he busted up Allie and Chanel. Uh, Allie and uh, is, is Chanel, all... the new Sam Winchester. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> yeah, it's possible. <laughs> But it's just, and can I just uh, say that I appreciated the realism of Paulina telling Chanel to stay out of the white folks' demon business? <laughs> because, yes, yes, <laughs> that, yes, Paulina all, that, just... the, all that that they got, that's too much, baby. Leave that over there. They're doing a lot over there. She called them evil twins. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I just because that was that was the most normal reaction that they've let someone have to all this devil craziness. Yeah. Like I don't know what y'all going through, but go through it over there with <laughs> me and mine. <laughs> like but empathy, now- sympathy, best wishes, but you you keep that over there. Switching to the other side of this, what did you think of Ben taking Jake to see Marlena and using the hypnosis to get Jake to remember what happened while he was turned into dead Ben? I don't. Anybody I, else have anything to say before? Uh, I, I, say? I, again, I've checked out of Ben and Sierra at this point. My mama uh, told me if I ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing. So I'm a hush. <laughs> well, then I, I, I will say, say this. And it, I've been consistent with it. Um, I feel like we needed those scenes to move the story along. So I'm not going to, you know, that's neither here nor there. I'm not going to complain about that. I need Ben to take like 75% of the bass out of his voice and adjust his tone when he speaks to Susan. You are asking me for help. Don't you need to come a whole lot more correct than you are. Like it, <laughs> Johnny is better than me because that could not have cussed, been. Yeah, listen, ow. that could not have been my big mama or my Medea because all, all no sir, no sir, not on this day or the next. I I don't like the way that they have him talk. To, there's just 
There's and they all look nice to him when they want some. And he wanted and something and he wasn't even enough, nice to And if he's not fast enough, they start yelling. I don't like that. I don't appreciate it. I get it. He was worried about Sierra. He's trying to find his wife. He's friend, whatever. I don't, at this point, I don't care because it's a consistent thing. I don't like how he talks to her. I don't like it. I, I, I almost expected a bit of that in the um, hypnosis scenes. Like I kept expecting him to say stuff while he, while Marlena had him under hypnosis or had Jake under hypnosis. And I was really glad that he didn't. And I was kind of also low-key shocked that Jake was the one who kind of like put it together that um, they turned him into Ben and like put all the pieces together. For some reason, I wasn't expecting him to do the math. I thought maybe Marlena would have, but I really kind of just liked the way that they kind of put all the pieces together and like when Ben realized that Sierra thought that he was gone, the look on his face in that moment just kind of gutted me. And it was great setup for what came later in the week, which I guess we can kind of uh, segue into now. The devil convinces Sierra to hide out on Smith Island. After getting a message from Ben, Sierra is determined to go home. Sierra goes into labor and the devil delivers the baby as Johnny uses twin telepathy to locate them. And by the time Ben gets there, the devil has taken off with the baby. I am going to flip my shipper hat on for five seconds and just say that I loved the psychic connection stuff with um, Ben and Sierra. I love the moment where she heard him in her dream. And then the Romeo and Juliet stuff completely took me out. Like I was a gigantic ball of shipper feels all over the timeline on Thursday. I loved it. And then we got like the little, like the simultaneous hand reaches on each seat, like in the cabin, you know, in the cabin and then in, in the apartment, which brought me back to their first scenes in the cabin when he was hallucinating. Like I was just in a very happy shipper place. And I loved also the Johnny using his twin connection with Allie. And it just reiterates for me that days is a soap that is grounded in love. And I love that. Anybody else have anything? To add? Okay. Uh. I miss what psychic connections were things that were seen and not heard. Um, when and you, the thing is, they actually did that this week, but with another couple. But when you have them literally yelling, psychic connection, psychic connection, all I can think is, what kind of Disney Channel, the Zeta Slapita shit is this? I, I'm just confused why they need an antenna and her name is Susan. Thank I'm you. Like, <laughs> that, okay, I'm I'm very confused. But why are they calling, like, why is there psychic connection person to person like this? This is... <laughs> like, call Miss Cleo, I need help. Like, it's just... Uh, you know? It's, it feels like I'm watching an episode of Fashion. Are they exactly. in a $1.99 a minute? <laughs> like... Is very charmed, and this is what it's supposed to be given. Psychic connections are subtle. When the couples had psychic connections back in the day, it was a known thing that they did, but they just didn't openly say, we have a psychic connection. See, that's that woo-woo Aiden Spencer shit that they doing. And I, uh. <laughs> I did like Johnny odd. and Susan it's, scenes. It's just, the thing is that it's just odd because that's not, who says that? Thank you. 
But this at least they're is, confused. Well, this is a weird thing to say. And, and, and then they just kept repeating it. I felt like I was watching an episode of The Wizards of Waverly Place. It's just like, <laughs> it's just like over there on General Hospital, how like we don't need Molly and TJ to specify domestic partners. Mm. Every time they, like, every time they have they people talk it. like people talk. Like, Ben and I have this psychic connection. No one talks like that. I get it. And they call Susan weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your psychic connection is called Susan Banks because oh. apparently, <laughs> if she's not in the rotation, y'all can't feel that. What What did you guys think of the the, the Johnny Alley connection and how they did that? That was nice, but again, why are they out there openly calling it a, a psychic connection? This isn't that so Raven, but it. <laughs> What did I watch this week? I will say it was hilarious when when the devil was feeling the connection and started telling Johnny to shut up. And Sierra was so confused. It was like, what is going on? That was funny. And, 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 yeah. then, and also, she was insufferable as hell this week, too. I cackled when um, Susan told Johnny, like, when I get back to Memphis, I want to tell Roger to write a song about us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like this is this is this is what I wanted. This is what I've been wanting to see from Susan and Johnny. Because like, he was like, and Susan, he was like, Susan I don't. And Johnny are so sweet. When she hugged him, yes. When she hugged him, it was so was cute. Like, and it was. Like, oh. He was. She was like, "Well, you're a twin, so you have that connection." And then she, he was like, "Yeah, but I don't know how to make it happen." <laughs> like I do. And then, like when he, like when he could see what. Allie was seeing and could see where they are. I don't know why they again. Did. They're, what they're kind of Disney Channel Zeta Stupidus type shit did I just watch? I don't know why they needed the ferry ticket to make them realize it's Smith Island. You would think that Johnny and Allie have been out to that cabin before and would know what it looks like, or at least have seen pictures of it. That as soon as they saw the fireplace, he would have been like, "Oh, I know where they are." But if I had it be something subtle like. He heard the water and the ferry and something, but them it was given when John put on them goggles and saw Marlena. Hey, again, what kind of Disney Channel Zeta Lupita's type shit is this? I, I'm over it. I can't wait I for say, the to go back I, to I hell, love, man. I love that we actually got like a real baby when the baby was born. Welcome to the world, little baby Bo Weston. And <laughs> the, the listen, I'm a huge Ben and Sierra fan, so I'm thrilled right now and I'm expressing that. Um, and also the very last scene on Friday with them when Ben came in and they hugged and Sierra was crying and she told him that the, the baby was gone. Came and took my baby. I... <laughs> I lost it. I was crying. I was like, oh, but I actually really enjoyed all the devil stuff this week. And I didn't think I was going to. I wasn't really sure because I wasn't totally thrilled that Ben was potentially going to not be there for the birth of his child. I didn't really love that Sierra. <laughs> they had his, the baby. his picture was there. Yeah, that I like. I did like that. I want to see but, Ellie be a bitch. No, <laughs> I want to see the devil get away. 
Because maybe, just maybe, we'll see Allie with a child more. <laughs> the devil's not getting away, sir. We already know that. Thanks to After she's exercised, I want to see Allie just be a bitch. I would prefer I kind of that. need that now. I kind of definitely. Because Lindsay Arnold is so good at it. Like, just let her be a a bitch like and she can just be a bitch to be a bitch she doesn't have to scheme she's just like i don't like you and you're annoying <laughs> like just I would and honestly that. after everything that she's just been through and everything make that she's her been very much like town. make her very much like kate yeah. so, no, i would say make her like sammy no 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 because sammy's a bitch not true like I love Sammy, but like all of her schemes were motivated were motivated I don't need, and pathetic. She could make, she could have Sammy's personality without the ske- without the scheming. Well, I'm saying make her a bitch like Kate, because Kate has the energy of why are you talking to me? Don't make my <laughs> I would love that. Go. No. I, I would love that. Especially like after everything that she's been like after everything that she's been through, going all the way back to to Charlie and then having just been possessed by the devil and like have Allie drink martinis in the middle of the day. It, it would be it'd be a hell of a lot of fun. And then, do we have anything else to add on the devil part of the story before we move on to our last big headline? Happy birthday, No Brady Wester. Not No Brady. Anyway, moving on to our last headline. Can we make this podcast title? No, we cannot. Uh, whatever. Go ahead. Eli, Eli wakes up and remembers what TR did as TR tries to get Paulina out of town. Friday I... scenes with Eli and Lonnie were so good. Yeah. Yeah. See, okay. Here's the part where y'all throw the tomatoes. I don't like this coma store. It wasn't really a story. We barely. It saw wasn't him. really a story. It and was and that is exactly why I didn't like it. It was Lamone uh, Archie had another job and we needed to write him out so he could go film All American for a few weeks. Okay, I, I get that, but at the same time, why aren't we seeing more of Lonnie's point of view? Yeah, we saw one day up. If, if we're being real honest, we've been seeing other people take care of the kids more than we actually saw Lonnie. So yeah, again. And- why should I invest in this story if it's not given the best potential that it can be given? That's always been my issue with all of their stories. For the most part, they're either... You played me before with this kidnapping with yep. special guest star Vivian Alamein and you're playing me now. So at this point, I give up. I wash my hands of it. They always... They're very short and they don't play out all the beats. And or someone else takes precedence over them. Right now, it's Paulina. We're getting Paulina's point of view about Abe and Tr. As whenever the story's on, that's who we're seeing. We're not seeing. We're not seeing Lonnie. And Lonnie, like, I don't want to watch Fifty Shades of Grey pubic hair. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the title, maybe. I don't know. Oh, but as much, I thing is, I'm enjoying that aspect of it, but that shouldn't be the main point of this. We just exposed that Lonnie's entire life was a lie. We barely got her point of view about it. We barely get her reacting to it. And then now we're here. Lonnie's husband is in a coma. She's dealing with twins on her own and work on her own. And we don't see anything is she working or is she just either taking care of? We don't know because they, they don't show know. They don't tell us and they don't show us. 
Like if if she was like, if we could have saw her like going into work and Rafe was like, what are you doing here? I think you need to be home. She was like, I can't be home because I just think about the fact that Eli's not there. Like we don't get things like that. We don't get everyday mundane things when they're going through the worst shit in their life. The, we get the climax and then they disappear. Though I did love the scenes, I wanted more from this entire story overall. And yeah. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse because that's been my complaint about all of their stories. It was my complaint when she, um, when Trash tried to blackmail Eli, when Trash did blackmail Eli about getting Kristen's confession. Trash should have sent Lonnie's ass to jail. She should have gave birth in prison. Give us some long-term consequences for these stories. But we don't get that. We know why, but I'm just tired of not getting it. Like, I'm tired of trying to invest in the Eli and Lonnie story and getting shortchanged every time. Because it quickly becomes, it's no longer Eli and Lonnie story. It's about everybody but them. Uh-huh. And the, the only reason the, it's getting focused now is because Paulina is a Ron creation and is played by Jack A. Harry. I loved the scenes on Friday when she said, when she came out and said, my Eli is back, my Eli over and over again in the hallway and was like trying to compose herself. I was like, oh, I love, like, I just, it, it hit me right in the heart. And then like when Eli woke up and his first concern was of her and the kids, that was just like, so Eli. And I love the fact that he started remembering relatively quickly. Like I did not want a super long drawn out. I don't know what happened to me. Yeah. But at the same time, that would have made the story it made better. A, it would have made us. It would have made the story longer. That's the thing, though. Like that's what they would have done for anyone else. Yep. Hello. But they've done it forty thousand times. But with baby, let it have been Abigail White ass, or Ben, or Jennifer would have been at that fireplace. Oh, Grand, please wake my Abigail up. I know you and grandfather are watching. Like, come on, man. Why we get short? Again, this is why I say they only play Eli and them like Hordens on Christmas. Because it had to be any other Horden. This story would have lasted all the way to damn near July. Yep. That's it's ridiculous, bro. And that's my biggest issue with TR dying. Yeah. Like, every y'all got 40,000 villains coming back. Some of them were flops. Hello, Evan. But we get him back, but TR has to die. TR could literally just go to jail. And that's why I could never jive with Eli and Lonnie because they, I, I have never been given a story to where they have been given their full potential. And I'm well, tired of it. Unfortunately, that's the thing for Black characters across the board in all of daytime. I'm not going to blame the characters for that. I'm going to blame the shows. Because the actors are doing what they need to do because they're getting people to invest, but the shows just don't care. The most we got was Lonnie bitching for Moss. That's it. That didn't do her any service. I think I'm still mad about the kidnapping story because I was so excited for it because it was like, finally, I could see what everyone else is saying. And it was a Vivian storyline. Yep. And then Vivian left. And, Vivian, and the thing is, it was, we got cried out. It wasn't even a Vivian story because she didn't plan it. It just kind of happened. Yeah, and it was Viv- only Vaughn that Viv- Vivian had no intention of kidnapping those twins, which was stupid. She didn't even know. Yeah, he just showed up. He just showed up with babies and didn't tell her who's the, who they belonged to. 
So like they they often take the cheapest shortest route when it comes to Eli and Lonnie. The only reason this story is getting what it's getting now is because Jack A. Harry is involved as Paulina. That's it. Like I'm excited for James Reynolds because he got an um, Emmy nomination out of the last bunch of stories, but he still didn't get anything of his own after that. The Carver family is non-existent. And back to the story itself, I loved the scenes. I really loved the scenes where Eli first started waking up and Lonnie just started crying because she was she wasn't sure if it was real. Sal did such a such a good job. I she really did. loved that. I, yeah, and she like, was so relieved. She was like, "Finally, I could breathe again." Yeah, like Eli. This is what I I was saying earlier. They showed us Eli and Lonnie's bond because she yeah. she was like saying how she thinks that he can hear her. And him waking up when she was telling him how much she missed him and how much his family needed him and how they were waiting on him to be strong enough to come back to them. Like that was so well done. And I didn't need them to tell me that Eli and Lonnie have this profound bond. Shout out to Supernatural Fandom. Um, Because they showed that. They showed us. They didn't tell us. They showed us. And the way they had him like gradually remember what happened to him was a nice touch because he didn't, he was confused at first. Yeah. It took a minute for him to, to figure it out. He kept getting the pieces. Like first he remembered talking to Beth and then Lonnie's like, yeah, this is what she said. But then none of that really sounded true to him. And then she showed him the picture of, I'm assuming Frank or Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Frank was just trying to mind his drug business, sorry, I say. <laughs> and then, he rem- then he remembered the struggle, but he wasn't sure he, who he was struggling with. And then after that, he had another flash to actually sing TR. Yeah. And it all, and it, all it, it, it was really, really, really well done. And that's part of why it's so frustrating that they're getting... They get crumbs. They're not like getting the more because what the, they stick with it because, because it. what they get is so good you want more. And does anybody else have anything to add before we transition into our segments? Um, the TR Paulina Ape scenes were really good. TR is crazy. Losing his mind. <laughs> I was yeah. so glad that she called in that proposal, by the way. She was like, are you like, out of your mind? <laughs> Why you know, would I I... Na- which is a natural <laughs> reaction. I thought he was going. I thought he was going to like. And and Dylan, you were off. right because <laughs> <laughs> I have to give you that you were right because when we found out, like, oh God, here's Ron doing another wedding for no reason or a proposal for no reason, and Paulina reacted the way she was supposed to react. It's like I told you, like it made no sense. But it wasn't supposed to make like I don't yeah. even think that they had like a date. Like why are they had you, a kiss? Like why are you proposing? She was like, I ain't thought about you in three 30... decades. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. And that also well, goes... I don't had a whole husband. And that also goes back to what I said last week about the way Paulina's dealing with TR versus how Beth is dealing with TR. Paulina's kind of worked through, not all the way, but she's worked through what she dealt with with that man. 
Tr. I mean, Beth is still there. Ooh, yeah, and, and you we could talk see about it in Beth? those scenes oh, because God. when he told her, "You deserved what I did to you," and Ooh. she didn't even she didn't even say nothing. Back. She didn't say no. I didn't. She. It's she like she believed it. him, and that's the scary part. And, or she was afraid to fight him because she didn't want it to happen again. And when, way. when he Ooh. said, if, he said, if you go anywhere else but without leaving town, I'm going to kill you. I believed him. Yeah, that's terrifying. I'm like, I, I genuinely think if she sticks around, she's going to come up missing. So just go now, come back later. Because <laughs> like, I actually like you and I wouldn't mind you sticking around. But don't come back to start that movie though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, now, that movie, that movie's done. She could, she need to show up with a kid that's Theo's age. Um, <laughs> but I really like all the actors are doing what's necessary in this story, and it's it's grounded. It's very grounded, but it's so entertaining. And it's and we feel the way we're supposed to feel about TR yeah. because he's being written the way he's supposed to be written. There's yeah. nothing cutesy about anything going on with him. Everything is uncomfortable and it's, it's creepy to be and uncomfortable, uncomfortable and it's exactly what it's supposed to be. Yeah, like I think maybe for the first few episodes of when we saw him, we were like, okay, which way are they gonna go? Is he really redeemed? Is this gonna be something about him and him and Paulina rekindling their relationship or him trying to just be a father to Lonnie? And it, we quickly were told, no, this is who he is. He's still that person. He's just maybe a little bit better at hiding it right now. And now we're getting to the point where he's he's batshit crazy. He's high as hell. He's scheming, manipulating, doing everything he can. And I, when <laughs> the scenes where eight walked to the hospital room and they started arguing <laughs> and Lonnie was like, what the fuck? Is right? wrong? Why are we doing this now? I was like, thank you, Lonnie. <laughs> Are you serious? Like now? Lonnie, was, y'all too damn old for this right here. I know y'all know. Where's your home my, training? At my husband's bedside. Y'all doing this? <laughs> <laughs> like, I enjoyed like, it. Abe and Abe. Oh my God. Listen, Uncle Abraham is not for it. He don't like him. He, he, is, <laughs> he is not for it. He is not falling for it. He don't believe not a word. <laughs> And he's not even trying to pretend that he does. And he exactly. also brought up Kate and Nicole's experiences too. He said, in my yeah, experience, men like that do not change. Clyde. So it right. was nice for that to be acknowledged in those scenes because he's got relationships with both of those women. Hi, everyone. Um, this is Ariet post-editing. I wasn't able to be a part of this week's podcast because I was away for the weekend. So I'm just going to give my opinions now about this storyline specifically. Um, It's unfortunate that it hasn't gotten the proper focus it deserved. I agree with everyone else about this. We should have seen more. Way, 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 way more than we got. Um, I don't think TR should die. I wanted him to be presumed dead or like end up in prison. Granted, they can always say, like, he never died if he ever comes back again. But, mm, yeah, it's frustrating. Now, moving over to the scenes that aired this week, they were all really good. Like, the hospital scenes with Ilani when he first woke up. Like, Eli's first instinct was to, like, 
make sure Lonnie is okay. He reached out to hold her hand and he nodded and it was like, oh, it hit me right in the feels. And I loved how they put the pieces together and like Eli's memory slowly came back and he remembered who shot him and what happened to him. And Dylan also mentioned that Without even telling us about it, they showed us how deep Ilani's connection and bond is. And I thought that was a really beautiful way to do that. And I loved it. And I also thought the TR and Paulina scenes were really good. Um, I enjoyed that. Uh, And TR, or Ray, as I usually call him, has definitely lost the plot. (laughs) but I'm enjoying him. I've said that since we've seen him and like show up in Salem. I've loved to hate the character, although I don't really hate the character, but you get what I'm saying. Like I enjoy the character so much. So I'm annoyed that he he's dying. I wanted him to like, I wanted this to continue for a while. And also, for him to be presumed dead. But I'm loving the performances. Like everyone else has said, the performances have been has been amazing. And the scenes we've gotten have been good. I just wish we got more. To hear my more in-depth opinion about this, tune in to the podcast next week where I will be back with everyone else discussing the show. Back to you, Tony. And so from here, I am going to transition us into in other news. The town reacts to Allie's possession. Xander tells Maggie about Gwen. Gwen gives Xander the antidote for Sarah. Julie convinces Abe to give Paulina a chance. Leo vows revenge on Chad, Sonny, and Brady and Chloe. And Chad is his first target. Dylan, where do you want to pick this up from? Okay, I am going to say that I actually um, really liked the Julie and Abe scenes. I, I love them. <laughs> like Julie used her powers for good and she made several good points. She, she was like, okay, you, I, I get it. You know, she broke your trust. You, you, were, you were upset. Your feelings are valid. But at this point, sir, what more could she possibly be hiding? We know everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, we know everything, and you still love this woman. So come on, baby. We ain't got we 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 are all getting our early bird specials. We ain't got a lot of time. Oh wow. <laughs> like, like, do you do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? Oh, yeah. I want to be yeah. right. <laughs> well, that's because being right makes you happy. Trust me, you'll grow out of that. Nah, no. No, I'm always get the last word. Didn't I get that half a toe? I <laughs> I mean, and and she was like, "Look at at our collective big age. Come on, baby. This is not. <laughs> this is this is light work. You know. Come on now." Julie was hilarious the entire time. <laughs> Julie was like, "Okay, 
let me i'm a i'm a metal but i'm gonna use my powers for good this time yeah and i just i like that she said love, she was like love is a young man's game i guess you you're an evil woman <laughs> that was yo i loved that like because these people have so much history with Abe, so they know how to push his buttons. And she yeah. she poked at his ego, and she was like, "Fine, I'm gonna go." <laughs> My favorite part was when, when when he said something, and she said something smart, and he's like, "I just love confiding in you." <laughs> She's like, okay, I'll, okay, I'll behave. <laughs> Julie was sitting over there like, "Look, I've got my husband <laughs> now. You want to be lonely? That's on you. I'm just saying you don't have to be." <laughs> I just, I love that. I love when they like show friendships on this show. Yeah, because there's so much that they can lean into. There's so many relationships that they can like give us these little moments and it it's not forced and it's not weird it's just it's nice and it makes sense yes <laughs> I, I was vibing i was vibing Aunt julie was on it <laughs> she was. Nick, what about you for your another news pick um weirdly i'm gonna do um i'm gonna actually i'm gonna do the gwen zander antidote scenes because it made me think that they're not done. And that's what I wasn't expecting. Oh, explain. Or maybe Gwen's not done with him. But it was it was the it was the way she was like, she said, you Oh wow. Think to you, didn't, ask me? you didn't think to ask me because you don't expect me to ever do the right thing. And but I like, mean, can you blame him? No. And and he the thing is, and I didn't it was weird to see Sander shut up. Like he was like it was like he was stunned into silence with the way she was reacting to him. And I'm like, is this like, is this like goodbye for them? Or is this the beginning of an actual triangle between him, Sarah and Gwen? And I wouldn't hate it. I just don't know how they're going to get there or what's going to, what's going to get them there. But well, I don't even know what's going to get her out of jail, considering her yeah. get out of jail free card. Yeah. Literally, she just gave because I was 100 percent expecting her to pull a Gabby and leverage the antidote for her freedom. But she didn't do that, which shocked me. I'll take that L and I'll give her that credit. She didn't do that. Um, so I don't know where we're going from here. Yeah, but Gwen and the Gwen and Xander scenes reminded me of why I liked them in the first place. The show just didn't do anything with them. Like they got great chemistry, but they didn't give us much. And Gwen just kept doing terrible shit. <laughs> yeah. But that reminded me of why I did like them. And I'm I'm curious to see what happens in that story. I did not think I would be curious about Gwen anything after she was taken down, but yet <laughs> I am. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes some villains they die. You be you glad they did. Some villains they go, you'd be like, wait. I'm I'm kind of curious now. <laughs> Michael, what's your another news pick? Um, my in other news is Leo's revenge. Ruh, 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 like a dungeon dragon. I, <laughs> I, I Leo's revenge. Um, <laughs> I Leo came and he said, "I got something for every last." One of you bitches. Dylan gets the reference. <laughs> I I am enjoying that. 
I, I think everyone in that scenario deserves they just do because let's be honest, ain't none of them clean. Okay. So, I even Chloe, Chloe, I love you. But I remember when you was orange and you were slinging that dussy. <laughs> I remember. Wait, you told me when she was okay. black mother being a prostitute? Yeah, yeah. Even, though I, even though I support sex work, <laughs> I'm just saying you ain't clean either. I did like the Chad Sunny scenes and the Leo confrontation scenes. Those are really good. So Leo and Sunny are gonna bone. Leo, so I was gonna say Sunny was giving uh, bitter bone yeah. energy. Yeah, oh, he was oh, that, baby, ooh. that was bitter X all day, every day. Oh, ooh, okay. I have another one too. The Steve and Kayla scenes, um, with you know, um, them okay. talking, yes, them talking about Kayla's job situation. When Kayla made points, yeah. Well, well first off, <laughs> when she was going through that, I was like, mm, more like bitterness. But okay, then that went over y'all head. I'm gonna let that sit for a moment. Cause she's cause her nickname sweetness is that where yeah 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 okay. <laughs> I was gonna let you out because you know it takes Nick a minute sometimes I so got I'm it immediately go. I just she it, made points she, she did, did. Like, like how the hell everybody got a job but me <laughs> well she gets her job been there week, so. literally been there <laughs> you know what <laughs> <laughs> but yes uh, <laughs> those are my in other news. Which leaves me the town reacts to Allie's possession, which is the one I wanted anyway, so that works out well. Um, I want to specifically pick up on the EJ Rafe scenes. When this, when I saw this spoiler, I was completely like, why is this happening? Why is this thing? Then it aired, and I was floored because I actually enjoyed them. Dan brings a vulnerability to EJ that I just loved. does he really does the moment he said the moments i was proud of my son were satan what does that say about me and what does that say about my me as a person and me as a father that made me smile (laughs) i was just glad rafe was being quiet for a second right yeah (laughs) but um since we're here i don't want i still don't want him to support this movie thing if we're gonna have Johnny in a career, put him in the ISA. Yeah, this movie's I think dead. the movie's done. I don't think yeah. Johnny's even gonna want to touch it. Is it? Because yeah. when I thought it was, here comes TR. <laughs> well, you ain't gotta the worry de- about that now. The devil was still pushing for the, the movie to be made, both when it was originally greenlit and when TR came back on the scene. But now yeah. Literally everybody has seen the devil up close and personal. Ain't nobody gonna want to do this. Johnny's been possessed, he don't want to do it. Allie's been possessed, she don't want to do it. Chanel's been heartbroken twice. The devil. <laughs> she don't want it. Like nobody wants to do this. Beth I, I have been led astray once. <laughs> They're not gonna do it again, Tony. I'm always have to guard on. Yeah. In two years, they're gonna bring this back. <laughs> no, God, they're not, they're not gonna. I, if they ever do this again, it won't be for years. But I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll. Run we don't ever need to touch a possession again. Never. No. This is it. This is all. If Ariana Grace come back and they possess her, I swear I turn this shit off. <laughs> <laughs> but I also, I also loved like Trip talking to Steve and Kayla about Ali's possession, and when like they tried to say that. 
um, Allie cheating on him was because the devil, he's like, nah, couldn't be because John was possessed. <laughs> and they were like, well. Yeah, but you could tell he really still loves her. Yeah, which makes what's gonna, what he's going to do in the next couple weeks make sense because he's going to try to risk his life to save her. So it's going to be very interesting to see where this all goes. Having said that, moving on to our segments, Michael, are you? Yes. Okay. We've come to a very special part of this podcast where I'd like to read a special thing about this show of ours. Welcome to the Mavericks Reading Rainbow. I'm not even going to hold y'all. The person getting my read of the week is the person who put Abigail in that fucking dress. Oh, God, Richard Bloor, come on down. Listen, listen. I finally figured out the direction y'all trying to go. I get it now. Y'all are trying from the prairie. No, no, no. They're trying to give Abigail this head witch in charge, this witchy woman. But instead of making me want to twirl around my living room to edge of seventeen, it makes me want to throw tomatoes and say, "Boo, bitch, try again." It's not giving Stevie Nicks. It's giving Stephanie Nickerby. It's a knockoff. Stop it. Who's Stephanie? And <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. Now that one's a that my read. <laughs> and that is my read of the week. All right. Moving on to praise or shade. Dylan, why don't we kick us off? Okay. Hmm. Ooh, Tony, I apologize in advance. I apologize. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not Anita. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen. My children have graduated from high school. I do not ever want to see another school production of Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> oh no! I. I'm going to petition for Shakespeare to, to be removed microphone. from the public domain <laughs> because I am not sitting through this shit. Not now, another time. Not, not, no. Della said no. this ain't cat on a hot tan roof. What is this? I I appreciate the callback. I understood the plot device, but it's not good. It wasn't good, good the first time. Because about it. Remember that loud ass bird that was in the background? <laughs> <laughs> and like I, it, it, it's not good. It's it, I, you're, you're not Leo and Claire Danes. You're not giving what it is you think you're giving. And they this were is, barely going. This is not Denzel and much ado. This is not y'all. Please don't do this shit no more. Don't I I don't I don't want to I don't want to see it. I don't I I to be or not to be is not the question. The it's question gonna be is Anthony and Cleopatra don't, <laughs> don't do this no more. I no. That is that is my be, no be specific, Dylan. <laughs> I no, no more plays. None. I'm telling you, I am going to change.org. And petition for Shakespeare to be removed from the public domain so we don't have this situation again. Watch, they're gonna be reenacting the raisin in the sun next. I will beat everybody's ass. <laughs> <laughs> See, no, because they have to pay for that. Shakespeare's in the public domain. You don't have to pay for that. Ah. That's why I said change.org. <laughs> 
because I'm, I'm not Maybe they can do in cold blood next. No. No. You see, no, they got a trap. They got to pay for Mr. Capote for that as well. Well, ain't he dead? His estate. Ah, uh, well. Yeah, and we ain't got no money. Never mind. That's why I said we need to get Shakespeare out of the public domain. <laughs> like, leave William alone. <laughs> I can't do this no more. Not slick, Willie. <laughs> oh. Nick, praise the shade, bro. I hope that. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't even, I don't even know how to transition out of that. Thing. Like, go ahead. Nick, go ahead. <laughs> Okay. Um, I'm gonna be positive this week. Um, the praise was for That's the black, was for the black folks. Um, Sal Stowers, William Christian, Jackie Harry, James Reynolds, even Lamont Archie waking up confused. Like they, they were, were just, <laughs> they were they should have been on more, but they were really. Uh, you have to ask now. You're blinking, you missed. Everybody's wide on Negro Day. Wednesday. They were so Every, look, everyone loves each other on Negro Day. <laughs> but I enjoyed all of it. And oh, Danielle um, Artis. I loved so all of them. Like, I wanted more. Um, don't let them disappear, which they probably are. Ooh. But like, they, they're so good at what they do that they always leave you wanting more. And you they deserve more. Like they deserve to eat the show sometimes because they've never gotten that chance. But I just, I, and I love the family dynamics. I just loved all of it. And um, I'm gonna miss TR because it's a waste. Of, don't there was no need to kill him off. Um, I'm glad Beth is. I glad I'm glad Beth survived because I really thought um, TR was gonna kill her ass. Um, <laughs> Jackie Harry as Paulina was like, "Nigga, are you crazy? I'm not marrying you." <laughs> and um, South South broke my heart. I loved it. More, give them more to do. Michael, do you have a praise or a shade this week? Um, I have a shade. Um, I know I did, read it already, but Abigail's dress. <laughs> that, that, it deserves. Continue. Um, <laughs> not it deserves. <laughs> That she ain't wrong, baby. You're trying to give Fleetwood Mac, but it's just trash ash crack. Yeah, trash ash crack. That's what it's giving. It's giving Fleetwood Coupe DeVille from The Wiz. (laughs) No. More like Fleet your ass. (laughs) Sir. (laughs) What? But yeah, we're going to hell. At least it'll be a fun ride. Maybe, maybe when Abigail comes back, (laughs) she'll stop by a store, something, because these JC Penny fashions just. If Stephanie inherits this wardrobe, I will cry. Mm. Get ready. (laughs) But yeah, that's my shade. Dress her belt. This is ridiculous, man. I am going to praise this week and I am just going to praise the fact that Days is a show that is rooted in love. Be it super couple love, family love, love was displayed all throughout the week this week and Days really shines well for me when they focus on love because that has always been their through line. GH has always been the action soap, YNR is the corporate soap. I don't really know what kind of soap bowl is. But it's soap. <laughs> the Brooke Logan soap. 
Dave but it ain't fashion because that shit ugly too. <laughs> Dave has always been the soap of love. And this week reminded me of that. And I just thought that deserved a moment of praise. And that is our week this week. So we will see y'all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Justice Bye. for the Black folks. <laughs>